Today on the Sound Rider Show, Tom and I have been out riding all over the Pacific Northwest, so we'll do a little event recap and let you know where we've been. Also, the Harley Livewire is coming to more or less downtown Seattle. We'll let you know where that's going on. And Shaquille O'Neal at the Rally in the Gorge. Will he be there? All that and so much more on today's episode of the Sound Rider Show. Support for Sound Rider and the Sound Rider Show is made possible by... The Rally in the Gorge. Are you ready to go beyond the main roads? Since 2003, the Rally in the Gorge has introduced riders intimately to the awesome secondary and tertiary roads in the Columbia River Gorge National Scenic Area. With programs for dual sport, adventure, sport touring, and sport bike enthusiasts, this is the rally you'll want to return to again and again. For more information, visit soundrider.com rally. This is David Christensen with Tucker Rocky. Welcome to the Sound Rider Show. Now live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington, join us for the latest episode of the Sound Rider Show, a candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now here are your hosts, Tom Marin, Derek Roberts, and whoever else happens to drop by today. Motorcycle riders from across the Pacific Northwest and around the world this is the Sound Rider Show. Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. There you go, the August edition. We're like an air-cooled engine stuck in traffic. We're bringing the heat. <laughs> Already fast out of the gates here. Across from me, publisher, founder, all things to everything here at Sound Rider, Tom Marin. And I, of course, am Derek Roberts, self-appointed editor-at-large and half-host of this here show. Man, it is busy right in the heat of summer, Tom. Crazy busy. Where should we kick things off? Uh, well, I want to hear about your weekend out at the Hogwild event, which was formerly known as Bikes at the Beach. Uh, so, yeah, formerly it was Bikers at the Beach, and then before that I think it was uh, something in sand or uh, something to that effect. But, yeah, Ocean Shores, Washington, they've been doing it for several years now, and they had a little bit of change in the uh, – promoter staff this year so now it's hog wild and i gotta tell you they brought together a pretty good event oh good yeah they really knocked it out of the park i thought they had uh some great stuff going down at uh, ocean shores convention center where i hung out all weekend lots of bikes were riding out 70 degrees and sunny the entire weekend did anybody have an attendance number on that you know i didn't get an official attendance number but i would say that they probably had a few thousand people over the weekend okay because um in addition to uh you know a few motorcycle related vendors being down there like uh, law tigers and northwest harley davidson they also had about 30 or 40 other vendors down there too oh like the hair weave lady and some uh... of that stuff a little bit of everything it was a very family friendly event uh-huh. but every day they had at literally hundreds of motorcycles moving through and on saturday they had two performances from the seattle cossacks out on the street uh two performances from one wheel revolution and uh, the Tonino Drill Team was also down there. So they really packed some stuff in. Was this something that people had to pay a registration fee, or this was just open to the public? Open to the public, gotcha. come as you are, yeah. And uh, obviously the Seattle Cossacks are always great, but this was the first time I have ever seen One Wheel Revolution. Have you ever seen these guys? I think I've seen them at the Spokane Motorcycle Show in the past. Okay, that probably that sounds just right. It's like sport bike people, right? Well, so that was what really impressed me is they had a guy on a Dyna Street Glide riding wheelies 
Uh, and they had it all barricaded off the street Influencing there, Influencing all the other owners. Well, I tell you what, though. To be able to handle a big bike like that was really, yeah. really impressive to see. So um, that really blew me away. I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I uh, took my vacation and went on the Sasquatch Tour 2019. Yeah, out in Idaho. How was that? It was interesting because uh, we were unable to get anybody to actually pre-ride any of this stuff. Now, some of it we had used in the past in 2012. Uh, Some of them were kind of no-brainers when you talk about, like, the Lolo Pass uh, or the Lolo Motorway. Sure. Uh, When you talk about Magruder Corridor, those are just kind of no-brainers. Um, but the first day was pretty interesting. I bet, yeah. Because we had a track and we fed it to a couple locals and they said, oh yeah, yeah, you could do all that. Mm, well, it was kind of like a pre-ride day because uh, we'd bump into a logging operation of course. that had shut down a road and we had to find our way around that. And then we'd have a GPS track that went down a gully. There was no road in that gully. <laughs> Just so gully. you had to figure out your way across the ridge line there. Uh, there was every kind of surface. There was sand. There was mud. There was water crossings. Wow. There was it was it was it was great stuff. Um, all the days were fairly long. Yes, I I'd have imagine. to say. And uh, you'd think that doing the low low motorway, it's about a five hour trip, and then you have lunch up at Lockshaw, and then you come back, and you think you start seeing people roll in about three o'clock in the afternoon. Sure, man, we didn't see anybody roll back in until about five or six. All o'clock. right, well, people are out there seeing the sites then yeah they were having a good time um we had a nice little chicken dinner one night and uh, went out and bought a bunch of buckets of chicken and some coleslaw and all this and everybody got to commune out in the camp area there Uh, i will tell you the uh, koa in Kamii that took over the lewis and clark resort has really done a nice job of bringing up the quality of that location that's a hot tip yeah, it's uh, it's much cleaner now. I feel safer in the bathroom. Um, there's not a lot of wood rot anymore. Nice. Uh, we didn't see any daddy long legs coming out of any of the plumbing. Well, so that's that an accomplishment nice. on its own right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good to know, though, because, I mean, as we enter August here, we still have, you know, eight, maybe even ten weeks of riding yeah. left. And uh, to have a good place to camp is super important. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how that went. Um, the other thing I did this month was, uh, or since the show, since yeah. we recorded the last show, uh, I was in John Day at the John Day BMW rally. That's right. Uh, they had an attendance of about 450, I think that number was, a okay. little bit down. They're usually around 500, but uh, we had a nice weekend vending down there. Very good. So Yeah, that sounded like a, a cool event. I had run into a few people who had went down there, and they said they had a great time. We got some crazy weather on the way in. We had a number of, uh, of supercells that came over the mountains as we were coming down 395 between Pendleton and John Day. Oh, jeez. And uh, so uh, all I remember about that drive was just uh, looking at the rain. <laughs> and then every once in a while, you'd come down to New Valley, it would clear, and then you'd come up onto the next ridge line and... Kaboom. Yeah. Do you think that uh, was a partially to contribute for maybe the loss of 30 or 40 riders in overall attendance? you think a few Possibly. people looked at that and said, you know what? 
I'll get there next year. Possibly. Yeah. Um, it was on the same weekend as the Tour Tech rally up in Leavenworth, which I know you were at. Yeah. But before we talk about that rally, I will tell you there was um, one of our regular guys who does stuff with us lives out in Tri City, so he went out to the Tour Tech rally. Okay. And it was dumping rain it was yes and he said there's no way i can set a tent up here and he packed up and left oh and, really and you know where he went <laughs> down to the john day, john day. oh no <laughs> does this guy not have a smartphone or what is his uh his weather prognostication capabilities i i i think that he he's a trooper you know if he okay. sees rain in the forecast he'd still go to something but then when it was dumping so bad that he couldn't set a tent up he yeah. thought he better Evacuate. I think he was just looking for an excuse to put on some more miles. That's what it Maybe sounds like so. to me. <laughs> Maybe. But yes, you are correct. The first about day and a half of the Tour Tech rally, we were getting just pounded with rain. And then it cleared up and it became a really beautiful weekend. So the tents were still out. Uh, they had attendance numbers that are being reported at about 1,000 people out there this year. That mm-hmm. seemed about right. A lot of good vendors and really just a great crowd, a good time. That was my first time at one of these Tour Tech rallies, so I really enjoyed it out there. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures that were getting put up on social media. Looked looked real pretty. Still had the uh, wildflowers in bloom up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some years it's like heavy-duty heat or heavy-duty fires going on. Yep. And didn't have that this year. Yeah, so. it was pretty mild after everything kind of settled down. You know, it's a little warm always out there uh, this time of year. But just a great group of people, a great time. And um, I'm hoping that if things line up, I'll be back out there next year. Yeah. And uh, I'm loving this weather. Aren't you loving this weather? Oh, it's been perfect. You know, as, really we, nice re- as we record this, it's warmed up a little bit. But uh, even oh, still. that's not that warm. Well, right? I know. What but it was like 80, right? Compared to the uh, the respective couple of weeks here where it was yeah. kind of in the 70s. But uh, I'm yeah. hoping we get this until mid-October. And you know when we're getting a little bit of rain here and there, and that's happening down, down in the gorge too, so yeah. I know that we're getting some uh, some moist, moist moisture yep, down in that region, which we like that because we don't like to have to uh, go into fire camp mode down there. Yeah, keep those fires at bay. Oh. All right. Well, hey, let's take a little break. We got some news. But... I got one other thing that oh, I right. wanted to yeah, just jump in on. Yeah, a little project that I've been working oh, on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I have been... Uh, doing this little media project where I've been going around Washington and I've been finding uh, motorcycle mechanics at their shops and just asking them, hey, what's in your on-road toolkit? And I've been putting together some short interviews and some uh, stop-motion animation of their actual toolkits being disassembled so you can see everything that's in there. Mm -hmm. And I've dubbed this all, it's called Washington Wrenches. So over the summer here, I don't know what the final tally will be, probably somewhere between four and eight episodes, but I've got two that are, will be up as you listen to this, and you can go to WashingtonWrenches.com to check that out. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Hyde down in um, with Obsession Motorcycles in Sumner. He's a, a Harley-Davidson guy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mark, Val- uh, Mark Valentine, Mark Eddy from uh, Valentine Motor Works right up here in Seattle as well um, was kind enough to join me there. So if you want to see what those guys are carrying in their on-road toolkit, you can check out the uh, the website, WashingtonWrenches.com, and watch the videos. You're going to do a section with me, right? Hey, I would love to, I'm yeah. going to open up my kit, and I'm going to show you my baling wire over here and my duct tape over there. Yeah. And, and that's it. It'll well, be a short take. Baling wire and duct tape. That's all you need, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. We will take a little break, and when we come back, we've got news bites. Support for SoundRider and The SoundRider Show is made possible by 
Skagit Power Sports. Check out the North Sound's largest selection of bikes from names like Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM, and Suzuki. Located just off I-5 in Burlington, Skagit Power Sports also features a large selection of riding gear, apparel, and an experienced staff to help you along the way. Visit Skagit Power Sports today. Hello, I'm David Paul. I live in Green Bank, Washington. Um, I ride regularly on a 2006 F650 GS, and my favorite rides are down in the gorge. Hi, this is Don Doherty with All Moto Tire, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Back to the Sound Riders show. And of course, we're going to dive right into news bites because summertime means an interesting time. And uh, we've got a lot of interesting things that are going on here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, unfortunately, we're going to start out with a bit of sad news. A Mr. Uh, Gene Romero. Yeah, um, sadly, um, we, we didn't, sadly, we didn't report this in the June show, but uh, Gene Romero died in uh, May. Uh, on May 19th of this year, a uh, famous racer. You can read about him on Wikipedia and then dig a little deeper and learn more about him. Uh, interesting, I was talking to a woman the other day in Idaho, and she asked me, do you know who Gene Romero was? And I says, yes, I do. Yeah. And she says, well, he was my high school boyfriend. No kidding. And I said, well, you know, he passed away. She said, no, I didn't know that. I said, yeah, yeah. So, oh, geez. Well, this just goes to show you how small the motorcycling community can be sometimes. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, our best to Gene's uh, family, anyway, and uh, yeah, check him out on Wikipedia. See what he's all about, because uh, from my understanding, I don't know too much about him, but I hear he's got quite the history. He won some some big races, and uh, I'm sure there's lots of YouTube stuff you can watch on him too. In fact, we'll probably throw a little bit of that into our uh, uh, show. Yeah, that's the, a great Moto... idea. Down at the at the rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Moto a fantastic Film Fest that idea. we do. Yeah. So well, speaking of. Uh, well, no, wait, this is Sasquatch SQ here. I was thinking yeah. about the rally, but what's going on with uh, Sasquatch? Here? So now that the Sasquatch tour is over and we actually know where to go now, then uh, <laughs> anybody who would like to buy the tour book and the updated GPS tracks can uh, will be able to buy those sometime in mid-August. Okay, so coming up in just a few weeks, and like we were talking about a little earlier, you've got uh, a great campground option out there in northern Idaho. Yeah, so definitely. if you want to get together with some friends and ride some great uh, dual sport tracks, this is an easy way to do it. Yep, yep. And, uh, and on all those sections that were tricky, we, uh, <clears throat> we recorded tracks, so we know yeah, right what's go. going on. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, one bike that you probably won't see out there on the Sasquatch Tour is the Harley-Davidson Livewire, but this month you might start to see them here in dealers. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was uh, I keep hearing about them. I know there's lots of test rides that are happening on yep. some of the, the national magazines. So have you seen one yet since you've been out in the field? So they are not on dealer floors yet. Okay. So they are coming, at least as of this recording here. What I can tell you, though, is I'm pretty sure that, at least in Washington, all the dealers now have had their charging stations installed. So I have seen those starting to pop up, which means that the delivery is imminent. So much so, in fact, that here in Seattle at the Wick Coffee Shop, which is right next door to Moto Shed, um, August 10th and 11th, 
Harley-Davidson Corporate is going to be doing a sort of live wire unveiling event there. Nice. nice. And that sounded kind of interesting to me because I thought, why wouldn't they be doing that in a shop? But obviously, to get the target market they're looking for, they're going to have to go outside of the shop. Yeah, you know, it's a a little revealing, I think, of maybe Harley's intended strategy here. And, um, I mean, revealing in the sense that we haven't seen, we've speculated a lot that their target market is probably going to be that younger generation. But this is a little bit more of a commitment to that, I think. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I keep seeing uh, images of a new OGO waste tool pack coming up. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that. So um, I kind of get a little concerned about waste tool packs. Have you ever worn one? You know, I never have because this is essentially a fanny pack that you put your tools in, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah. and so there's a pocket behind you and there's okay. a pocket over each hip. And I'm just thinking, you know, if you come off the motorcycle, like think back to when you had your crash in Idaho sure. a couple of years ago. Sure. Uh, you go off a motorcycle with one of those things on your back, you could really do some damage to yourself, right? Yeah, I would think that there would be some potential there, certainly. I, I mean, what's the intended capacity? Are they thinking that you'll put a few wrenches back there, or what do you think? It looked like you could put maybe an OEM toolkit in the main pouch in the back, okay. and then uh, put your tire repair stuff up in the hips on one side. Gotcha. And, Maybe, I don't know, maybe a small pump on the right side, you know, like one of those little hand things that you see on the El Cheapo websites. But that seems to be still, that's, I mean, quite a haul for to carry that around. Yeah, that's a bit of weight. And sort of a fanny pack. That's the kind of stuff I'd rather have on the bike. Yeah, well, who do you think, uh, I mean, are they targeting dual sporters with this, or are they targeting yeah. off, strict off-road riders? Well, off-road guys, you know, two, uh, single-track guys okay. and dual sport guys, yeah. I gotcha, okay. So, well, I'll have to take a look at this. This is the first I've heard of it, but uh, certainly an interesting configuration. So the uh, mandatory insurance for motorcyclists in Washington State is now officially in effect. That's right. July 28th, that law went into effect. So if you're listening and you don't have motorcycle insurance... Probably should, not just legally, but in case something happens to you out there, because things do happen. And uh, we had an interesting crash down in Oregon. Uh, Outside of Morrow, uh, a truck was going down the road and hit a turkey. Yeah, which was... And then that turkey flew off into the path of a motorcyclist. And unfortunately, the motorcyclist was killed during that crash. So unfortunately, she picked not a very safe path of travel and went into the oncoming lane i don't know if she was trying to avoid the turkey at that point yeah sometimes you just got to take the turkey well you know it's such a bizarre circumstance though too because i mean i can only imagine those last seconds there's no way that you can even anticipate this is bouncing off a truck you got to think that you know they lost a tire or something right to see that this flying at you i've never known of any circumstances with turkeys that weren't bizarre well (laughs) that's a good point yeah usually uh as far as i know my my bizarre turkey experiences are not quite as lethal here but really just such a a strange situation you know just for this to go down like that yeah, well, you know, we got them all up here in the Pacific Northwest. We got the turkeys. Yes. I've had encounters with turkeys, elk, deer. I, when I say encounters, I don't mean I hit them. Right. I'm just saying I've, I've avoided them. Um, there's all kinds of wildlife here. Yep. And then there's all kinds of domestic nuisances yes. that can come out at you. It's so. true, yeah. 
Every day on the road is different, and you never know what you're going to see out there. That's right. And, you know, speaking of more bizarre incidents here in the Pacific Northwest, there was a power line fire in Mattawa that wasn't your typical uh, origination story. Let's just say that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you know the actual circumstance of the motorcycle that lit this fire? So I haven't been able to get to the bottom of it. All I see is that a motorcycle crash yeah. caused a fire, a 5,000-acre fire, last I checked. Yeah, anyway. we, we just drove through there the other day. It was big. It was t- Okay, all yeah. right. Um, but yeah, that's all I could see was sort of or read anyway was sort of that glimpse. And of, I don't like it to come down and threaten uh, the grape vineyards. Yeah, because, well, so I, you know, you're not alone there. Yeah, that's, we don't, we don't want to mess with that. Well, and that's central Washington. <laughs> that's what, what three quarters, nine tenths of their economy out there. Right? Uh, yeah, that's, talking about that's the out vineyards. on what they call the Waluk Slope. Yeah, so that's that's you know, it's such a crazy to have. Uh, like you said, there are just some bizarre happenings out here mm-hmm. right now in the Pacific Northwest. And I, I'm not saying things are really heating up, but you said it earlier, didn't you? I, I did. Yeah, I certainly did. <laughs> so one other thing that uh, I wanted to add on the news bites here was uh, a kind of an interesting thing down in Oregon um, where they were talking about they had a motorcycle studies conference as uh, part of the university down there. And uh, I just went to visit the link again, and I got I hit the paywall, paywall so I can't read the article. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you need to sign up, and then you can tell everybody. Apparently, yeah. And what is it, four or $500? Yeah, who knows here? Well, let me see here. Now, this is – all right, I got another one here. So this was at the Pacific University's Forest Grove campus. Yeah, I like Forest Grove. That's he, where the McMinimum is. Yeah. I'd love to go into the hot pool there. And apparently this was uh, put together – this was the idea of one of the professors down there, Mr. James Butler, who also happens to be the physics professor. And so he wanted to combine his two loves. Of, what would uh, motorcycle study have to do with physics? <laughs> I could think of a thing or two, you know. Yeah, I could think of a few situations. But uh, apparently they had a lot of people down there, um, some people from OMRA, from the Oregon Motorcycle Road Racing Association. Mm-hmm. And uh, they touched on some interesting topics like uh, Batman's motorcycle, uh, authoritarianism and motorcycling in cinema, motocross fashion, and uh, the righteous sisterhood constructing a feminist biker identity in a misogynist subculture. Wow! There you go. Sounds like a can of worms there. <laughs> well, we'll see if that comes back to the Forest Grove campus next year. But I thought that we should include that in news bites. Funny, I didn't get a media invite on that. Yeah, one. I, don't I wonder know what happened. You'd have been perfect for that last session. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I, I'm tracking all the feminist groups. All right, let's uh, let's take a little break, and then we got the calendar when we come back. Support for Soundwriter and the Soundwriter Show is made possible by Adventure Motorsports, Stomish County's largest selection of Yamaha and Suzuki motorcycles, ATVs, quads, and UTVs are available in Monroe at Adventure Motorsports. Celebrating a decade of top-rated sales, service, parts, and accessory support. Hit the road and visit Adventure Motorsports today. Hi, I'm Greg from Goldendale, Washington. Only lived out here a year, but there's all kind of great roads to ride, and I haven't found them all yet. Hi, this is Joanne Gerbing from Gordon's Heated Clothing, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show.
back on the Sound Riders show, and we're going to roll right on into the calendar segment because August, predictably, is heating up. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of stuff going on starting right here in Darrington, Washington. Yeah, so Darrington, Washington has had a street fair for the last two years, and they're adding motorcycles into the mix this year. Interesting. So Saturday, August 3rd, the Darrington Street Fair. Uh, Darrington's a great little uh, destination location. Not just a great destination, but an awesome jumping-off point. There are a lot of good rides to ride right out mm-hmm. there through uh, Darrington. Yeah, and if you're if you're on a dual sport bike, you can go up on the Mountain Loop Highway. Yep, on the south side. If you're on a street bike, you can come up out of out of Arlington. So uh, all kinds of interesting paths of travel. Yeah, and you know, really, not to get too sidetracked here, but we have talked a little bit in the past about how out in the Snoqualmie region, there's no dual sport riding. If you're a Seattle rider, this is where you need to go. That's about as close as you can get. You got to go north to start doing yep. dual sport. That's right. Uh, Let's see. Sunday, August 4th, um, Alan will be running his track time event at the Ridge. So there's a track day for you if you need it. And then uh, Saturday the 10th. I'm going to squeeze one in there on you, Tom. Oh, squeeze one in on I'm going to talk about uh, the opposite of a track day, but a dirt day, a dirt weekend, actually. Ah. Yeah, down in the uh, Capitol State Forest, the Tacoma Trail Cruisers are putting on their annual smugglers run. August third and fourth, and that ha- you said that that draws like a thousand people. It's a thousand people out there, <laughs> families. It's uh, very dirt oriented, but the Tacoma Trail Cruisers do a ton of work on keeping uh, public access open to these types of lands. Yeah, and Capitol Forest is a great place to go, and obviously they'll have more than just uh, the main logging road lines. They're going to have yeah, they're going to have a ton of stuff going down there. So if you want to come and hang out. A lot of dealers are involved. A lot of sponsors are involved. They do great work all year round to try to put this together, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a heck of a party. I think going to be a lot of single track. Yes, so, definitely. Yep, sounds good. Okay, so then uh, um, on the tenth, was that on? That was on the tenth. Uh, this is August. Uh, Smuggler's Run is August third and fourth. Okay, yep. and we'll get that into the calendar when we get off air here. Um, let's see. So on the tenth, we got the Paradise. Or, well, yeah, it is called Paradise yes. Poker Run. And what is that starts out of Paradise Harley, I think. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So um, that's going on. Nice. Uh, there's a lot going on on the 10th. Uh, you're going to be out at the Street Strategies event at Pacific Wasteways. You did that last month. Tell us a little bit about how that went. So actually, I wasn't down there uh, last month. I didn't have a chance to go down to that one. But oh. I will be down there for this one coming up in August. And, of course, that's Cascade Motorcycle Safety. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much of you talked to Jesse about this. You know a little bit about this, too, right? Yeah, so he's teaching you street strategies on the track. That's right. So you get uh, – it's a one-day course, but he covers six different lessons in that course, and it's all dedicated to how to be a better rider on the street, how to mm-hmm. get the most out of your motorcycle. So I think it's a fantastic idea. I wish we would see more classes like this here in the Northwest. I have done some similar training like that before down at Pacific, and uh, it is a great track to, to yeah. learn some of these techniques on. So Jesse's Jesse's the master, he is, and he'll sure. be doing the Mary Hill Clinic for us at the rally again. That's right. So um, let's see. And then uh, if you're down in the Oregon area, you could do a MotoFit group track day at ORP on Saturday the 10th and Sunday the 11th. 
And uh, I believe if you go to their Facebook page, you'll see they're talking about some additional stuff they're going to offer on this weekend. Uh, I don't have the details of that right here. Nice. Very cool. Uh, always a popular event. <clears throat> Usually three, four, or 500 people. The Monkey Butt 300 heading out of Skagit Power Sports on Sunday, August 18th. Very cool. And uh, you're going to ride out to Winthrop. They will have a barbecue lunch out there for you when you get there. And then uh, you're going to ride back into the Puget Sound. Yeah, you know, I've never had a chance to participate in this, but this sounds like a really fun time here. And, of course, they always do a great job up there. If I could go, I would run sweep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'll mention that same weekend, too, actually. Just the day before, Saturday the 17th, down at Northwest Harley, they're doing a freestyle motocross show. That's interesting. FMX Live. And apparently they did this last year, and I was looking at some video online. I got to tell you, there were at least four or 500 people there, maybe even more in the video shot that I was looking at. So they're jumping uh, giant ramps in the parking lot. They're jumping over motorcycles. Crazy. Um, all down at a Harley dealership. Are you going to put your bike underneath the jump area? I'm going to jump it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Send me out there, yeah. Panniers and all, yeah. <laughs> Cool. And, if I, and if I survive that, then uh, on Wednesday the 21st, I'm going to head down to Hood River. Hey, there you go, because you know, um, the reason I can't go do the monkey butt is because we're going to be loading up the element and a trailer and making our way down to Hood River for the rally in the gorge, which is going to start the 21st on Wednesday and go through the 25th. Um, I think I say it somewhere else here in the show, but uh, we are looking for people to volunteer with some setup and volunteer with some breakdown. So contact us off the website for that. But uh, we got a good time plan for everybody. It's a three-ring circus. If you've been before, you know you can't possibly do all the rides, all the events that we have planned. So you just have to come back and catch up. We'll get into some of those more details here in the next segment when we bring uh, Connie, Queen of the Rally, back in. Yeah, the Queen of the Rally. That's right. Uh, Wednesday, 821, if you haven't made your way to the Gorge yet for the rally, uh, you could go to Backfire Moto here in Seattle. Yeah, which is always a fun time. We've uh, I've went to a few this year, had some good weather and some good crowds, and right down at the shop just in South Seattle. Lots of cool bikes to yeah. see. Hang out with your brethren. Okay, let's take a little break, and uh, I guess we sort of teased everybody. When we come back, we're going to have Connie here, and we're going to be talking about some of the highlights of the Rally in the Gorge. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Cascade Motorcycle Safety. Featuring two ranges located in Anacortes and Bellingham, Cascade Motorcycle Safety offers beginner and intermediate rider courses and is certified to test riders for their motorcycle endorsement. For more information, visit their website at Cascade Motorcycle Safety today. My name is Dana. I live in Seattle. I ride an R100GS. I like to ride around the Cascades. Hi, this is Ray Crapo from Icon Motorsport. You're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Back in studio on the Sound Rider Show. And it's hard to believe it, 
but it is August, and around here at Sound Rider, that means one thing. That means the rally in the gorge, and it means Connie is here. Yay! Queen of the Yay. rally to break down <laughs> a queen of the rally. <laughs> some of the highlights that we've got going on. And, you know, each year it seems like things get better and better. And how fortunate are we here at Soundwriter to have such great supporters for this fantastic event? Oh, the people, the dealerships and the companies, awesome. they're just always behind us and want us to have a great rally. And, and we always do. Yeah, we always do. It works for everybody. So yeah. let's hit some of the highlights here, okay. Connie. Tell us what's going on. We've got some fun things coming for... Um, uh, yeah. What am I trying to for say? Door prizes. Door prizes. Door prizes. There door we prizes. go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, Adventure Mirror Double Take Mirror is sending some Enduro mirrors for us. We're getting gift cards from Full Sail Brewing. They did this last year. This is very fun. While you're at the rally, you can get a gift card for Full Sail Brewing and go to the tap room and have a meal cool. and stuff. They're going to do it again this because year. Because they're right in town there for Hood they're River right in for town. anyone who's never been yeah. down to the event. Yeah. So anybody who wins gets to go right downtown and enjoy it right then. I love downtown Hood River. It's very use fun. it on food, will you? Yeah, use it on yeah. food. Don't, do not, don't ride don't crazy. Ride yeah. <laughs> Um, I-90 Motorsports is in again this year with a gift card. Great. Avon Moto is in again this year with a surprise. We don't know what they're sending ah. to us. European Motorcycles of Western Oregon are in again for the for gift cards. Skagit Power Sports is supporting us again with gift cards. That's always nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Icon Motors- Motorsports is another surprise. They're nice. sending something that I don't know what Well, it is. I can guarantee you we have a red, I believe it's a size large helmet. That oh, will that's already be arrived. Available because we forgot to bring it down last year. Oh, that's right. So it'll be that plus what it, the other thing is that they send us. Doubling down, but they always have. They have such cool stuff. I, I love the, oh. the guys at Icon. There, they're they're doing some really they're neat really things. Good. Yeah, and then Moto Corsa is in. Awesome. Oh, that's, that's another surprise. So we don't know what they're sending, but they're sending us something. So we've seen changes at Motor Corsa in the last year where Arun is no longer mm-hmm. affiliated with them, who was always a supporter to us. So I'm glad that you were able to make contact with the new guy mm-hmm. and pull that off. And Double Take Mirror, too. Patrick was always our contact, and he's gone. He got some great uh, opportunity with another company. So Fantastic. they're still in with us anyway. Well, I'll tell you, I might have to uh, enter for that double take mirror because I had one uh, straight fall off when I was over at the uh, Tour Tech rally. So, Oops. Yep, so I could use something that's a little more durable, I think. Yeah. 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 Take yeah. a double take. Well, that's a fantastic list. Now, let's just all make mention here on a double-take mirrors, the way they work is they work with ram balls and ram mounts. That's right, yep. So you put those balls into where your mirror goes, and then you connect a an extension off of that, and then you connect the mirror to the extension, and you have a lot of mobility with that. And uh, what's nice is if the bike goes down, you probably have less of a chance of breaking the mirror. Of course, you know, every time the bike goes down, something different happens. But uh, they do have a little bit of flex in them because they're on that ball system. So you would hope that it would kind of tuck in. Yeah, well, I think that's part of the idea is that it does offer you that extra flexibility for dual sport riders. Every now and again, we do drop our motorcycles, uh, hopefully at low speeds if we can avoid the uh, the <laughs> yeah, high-speed impact. Preferably. But also, you know, a lot of times with these aftermarket mirrors, one of the great things about them is that they actually – are wide enough to where you can see behind you. A lot of times on stock uh, mirrors, right? They're right in. Yeah. And when you're on this RAM mount, you've got 
sort of 360 degree rotation, probably not quite 360 because you're on the bottom there, but you can that put those around your, your wide shoulders or your armored gear and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and make sure you can see what's going on behind you. I can remember back in the early 2000s, we were test riding some of the new Buell models, sure. the Firebolt and the XB1, and, and uh, on the sport bike models... Uh, they were cool because they were putting oil into the frame and in the in the rear suspension. Yeah. Um, but the mirrors were – I don't even know how they got away with that. All you ever could see, no matter how you adjusted them, was your elbows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a real challenge, you know, and sometimes you do. If, if you get on a new bike for the first time, you kind of – maybe that's the last thing you think about, but all of a sudden you go, hey, I – can only see uh, my chin and my shoulders. I can't yeah. see what's going on behind me. So, yeah. so good. I'm glad that those guys are coming down. But let's say, Tom, that uh, I've got my double take mirrors. I've got my icon helmet. I've got my Skagit <laughs> gift card. I've got my <laughs> mystery prize from Moto Corsa and beyond. And I'm and I'm going to uh, head down to uh, Full Sail Brewing right for a bike to eat. After that, what kind of routes do we have that I can ride? Oh, uh, we got. Uh, um you know, the nice thing about the gorge is it's a big place. It's got six different counties that go through it. So what I like to do every year is pick a different ride in each county. Sure. And so uh, we've got some routes uh, in Wasco. We've got routes in uh, Hood River County. We've got routes over in Multnomah. And then on the Washington side, we've got the uh, Clark County, Skamania County, and the Klickitat County. So, uh, um, and those are probably six of the best counties for riding in uh, Washington and Oregon, respectively. I mean, yeah, you're talking about yeah, top fifteen at least, right there. So. Yeah, and you remember that little homework assignment I did last month, where we found out that the Columbia River Gorge was actually like one of the uh, least mileage destinations to get to from anywhere in the Pacific yeah. Northwest. Yeah, that was really fascinating to look at. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Come on out and and ride these routes that I have in each of these counties. I change them around every year because I don't want to keep feeding the same six rides to people each year. And there's there's uh, six dual sport rides. There's six pavement rides. Uh, we always have rides with a theme in there somewhere. Yep. Uh, we talked a little bit last month about the fun run. The theme on the dual sport fun run is going to be fish hatcheries. Which I think is an awesome Ooh, idea. Yep. And then the uh, theme on the paved fun run is going to be museums. There's so many museums in the gorge, but um, there's a lot that are not in the top five right? that are cool. Have some pioneer history, have some logging history, maybe some mining history. And so uh, we've got five different less than lesser known yeah. museums that you'll travel to. Uh, the fun runs this year is similar to what we did a couple of years ago. They're all sort of uh, self-operated. Uh, you just need to go to each location and take a selfie in front of the location. And surely if you want to tour the museum, most of these don't charge an admission. Uh, you can do a donation if you want while you're in them. And, uh, and they're along on each of these six routes that I talked about. So... Um, they're spread around through the various counties, and uh, they're kind of cool. Well, and an important couple of points on that. One is when you get to some of these more remote and sort of fine-tuned museums, for me anyway, that's really where the interesting stories start to come out. You know, you can do the top-level stuff, and we all know sort of generally about like Lewis and Clark mm-hmm. and the fact that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hood River, or uh, rather the Gorge has been such an important part in um, 
Western history. But when you really start to dive in and you go to some of these museums where the curator's been there for 25 years and that's mm. all they focus on, they can uncover some really oh. cool stuff. Yeah, and there's definitely stuff in those museums you're not going to find on Wikipedia right. or yeah. on the Internet. You know? yeah. And uh, another important thing that I just wanted to highlight, too, is that this year the fun run takes place over the entire event. So you don't have to rush out on a Saturday to hit all of these. Right. You can do it over the entire – you can do both as you're going on these rides. You, if, you, exactly. if you're feeling ambitious, bring your, uh, bring your street bright bike, bring your dirt bike, and uh, go out there and have some fun. Exactly, exactly. Um, we do need some help at the rally this year. So if, uh, if anybody is interested in volunteering some time during the event, they should contact us directly from the rally site. We've got an email address there. It's rally at soundwriter.com. And we're looking for people to help us uh, ahead of time starting on Monday. Uh, if you're available Monday or Tuesday, maybe you're not even available for the rally, but you have some time to help us set up. We need that. Uh, we're going to need some help breaking down on Sunday. Because uh, Connie and I are both old and feeble, and we can't lift a thing. <laughs> and we are talking physically, not right. mentally. Not mentally. Well, that's code for we're pretty good managers, but yeah. we're not good. Yeah. <laughs> we like to delegate. That's, that's right. what we're yeah. going for. So it's uh, right now. It's the first of August, and I'm kicking into gear. Uh, my priorities right now are putting together the evening shows with the Moto highlights from all year, from the last twelve months. And then uh, I'm also putting together all the menus for all the food and uh, getting these ride mats put together and figuring out how we're going to get it all down there. That's right. And so let's remind everybody here that's going to be listening early in the month of August the official date so that they can get the vacation time and come on down. It's the 21st through the 25th. Starts on Wednesday. You don't need to come for the whole five days, but the more you come... The more fun you have. That's right. Mm -hmm. And in case you're, uh, we mentioned earlier the uh, little mileage exercise that you did. In case you haven't checked that out, go to soundrider.com and you'll find that if you're in many, many major cities here in the Northwest, you're really just a day's ride, half, not even a half a day's ride, just a few hours ride away, and you can get into uh, some of the best riding on earth. Now that yeah. that graphic from that exercise is on our Facebook page. There we go. So you can see it there. It shows you how far. <clears throat> we are from uh, various places. Yeah, check it out on Facebook. And when you're at the rally, let's start that Rally in the Gorge hashtag while you're taking these pictures at the museums and everything, mm -hmm. right? If you haven't checked out the rally website yet, you're going to want to do that because there's lots of information about if you didn't want to do camping with us, we have a list of accommodations that are in the area. Uh, we have a lot of information that answers a lot of questions. If you still have questions, you can always contact us. And if you are a company that I have not contacted and you'd love to get in front of Great our writers, please give us a – go through the website again, rally at soundwriter.com, and let us know that you'd love to donate something. That would be fun for everyone. That's right, soundwriter.com slash rally, and you can get in touch with us here at Soundwriter. Perfect. All right. Hey, let's take a little break, and when we come back, we've got some tips and tricks. Support for Soundwriter and the Soundwriter Show is made possible by – Moon Motorcycles, a family-run operation located in Issaquah, Washington. Moon Motorcycles features a diverse selection of used bikes to choose from. Whether you're shopping for a used sport bike, cruiser, dual sport, sport touring, or street standard, you owe it to yourself to visit Moon Motorcycles and look over their large inventory. Have you got a used bike you want to consign? Get in touch with Moon Motorcycles today. Hi, I'm Sharon Coop, and I'm from Surrey, B.C. My favorite ride is 
going out Highway 30 up to Vista House, and then we go on over to Larch Mountain for the most amazing view of five volcanoes. A view you will never forget once you've been there. You have to take that ride. It is excellent. Hi, this is Skoshi from Avon Motorcycle Tires. You're listening to The Sound Rider Show. into the final segment here on this August edition of the Sound Rider Show. And because we had Connie on in the last segment, Tom has been kind enough to bring two tips to us here on this outro segment. So, Tom, why don't you start us off? Let's hear one of those right off the bat. Okay, well, earlier in the show, we were talking about, uh, you know, the mandatory insurance in Washington is in effect. That's right. And uh, I was looking through my policy the other day, and I realized that missing in my policy was a medical insurance coverage, which I could have opted for years ago when I did that policy. But way back then, I had a pretty small deductible with my medical insurer, so I didn't worry about it. Now, since that time, things like Obamacare have come into play and you know, I, 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 I'm no rich guy, so right. I only get the, um, I don't know, the, the lead version of that. Sure. Or the, you know, the, not the platinum. I'm getting uh, I don't, it's not hard, even the silver. You it's know? hard to keep track of that. Yeah, the balsa wood, right? So my uh, medical insurance is uh, got a high deductible. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know, hey, what if something happens? I'm going to have to pay out of pocket a lot of money. That's right. So it... It behooves everybody to stop, take a look at their insurance policy on their motorcycle, take a look at their health insurance policy, and see if there's a gap in there that you want to fill by just paying a couple extra bucks a year to put in a better medical coverage on the motorcycle side. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, I think reviewing your motorcycle insurance coverages really should try to do it every year, but every couple of years anyway is is a great thing to do. And also, I would piggyback on that um, uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage. I know that's something that I've added in the last couple of years because Mm -hmm. you hear so many uh, motorcyclists are getting uh, hit by drivers that aren't insured these days. And uh, if a driver hits you and they don't have insurance, you know, they probably don't have, um, you know, any other way to help you cover your medical costs. So you want to make sure you take that extra step so you are protected. Yep, yep. So what do you got? Yeah, so I, this year, we sp- talked a little bit about uh, Darrington. Um, I went for a day's dirt ride up with uh, Jesse Murphy of Cascade Motorcycle Safety. We also mentioned him earlier in the show and his wife, Brandy. And uh, my tip is to, every once in a while, make sure you go riding with people that are, A, good people, but also better riders than you. Yeah, mentors. Yep. Because you can learn a lot just by watching somebody being behind them or them, you know, maybe coaching you through a section that, you know, particularly if you're on the dirt, that you may not approach by yourself. You know, we all get in comfort zones. Mm -hmm. And uh, a great way to do it is to go out with good people that are also great riders. And that just happens to be Jesse and Brandy. So if you've got some people like that in your riding group, um, you know, go out and take a ride with them before the summer's over. And you know what I do for those guys? What's that? Sometimes if uh, if there's going to be a long stretch of pavement somewhere, 
I just wave them up ahead of me and let them go and have their fun. They've been with me all day. They've been maybe critiquing me. They've been annoyed by me. They've been, you know, whatever it is. And at some point, I got to let them have some fun that day. So when it gets to that stretch of pavement, I'm just like, hey, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Open it up. So, all right. Uh, Well, I had one last one here, and uh, it's uh, Icy Hot. Yeah. I love to uh, pack Icy Hot. And you never know when you're going to need it. So uh, I've had times when I've been riding when my back went out, and I got an icy hat patch on my back, and maybe about an hour later I was kind of realigned again and comfortable and not uh, struggling to get back home. Right. So uh, it's it's you know it's available everywhere. It's available in the non-smelling formula. You can get the roll-on, whatever. But uh, I, I suggest you add that to your personal. So I just had this vision because, you know, one of Icy Hot's big celebrity spokespeople is – spokespersons is uh, Shaq. Okay. And can you imagine Shaq on a dual sport bike? That would be a sight to behold. I think Jesse James will build him one. He would have to. I think, (laughs) yeah. That would be something to see Shaq going through the forest on a F800 GS. That would look like the banana splits Oh, my God, yeah. I would love to see that, though. (laughs) Shaq, if you're listening, A, sponsorship opportunities here on the Sound Rider Show, and B, let's go riding together. I'm probably a slightly better rider than you, so I'd be happy to coach you up. And Shaq, if you're listening... You've got an open invitation to pay twice the registration rate to join us at the Rally in the Gorge. Twice the size of a normal human, twice the si- uh, twice the rate. Yep. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, depart the show and make our way to the Gorge. We hope that many of you will join us in the Columbia River Gorge, and we will join you back here for the show in September. Uh, ride safe, ride well, and ride often. The Sound Rider Show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patience of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on the Sound Rider Show.